Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... <laughs> you yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Presented by the Milwaukee Admirals. Visit them at milwaukeeadmirals.com. Welcome in. Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Their garage sale coming up June 28th and 29th at Milwaukee Panther Arena. More details, go to milwaukeeadmirals.com. Get all kind of used game gear that they have, right? Sticks. Uh, I don't know if they're doing skates or not, but uh, sticks, jerseys, the whole deal, plus uh, discounted merchandise uh, that they probably had in their pro shop throughout the season. Check it out. Uh, go to their garage sale. Now, the season ticket holder part of this is the 28th, and then open to the general public on the 29th at Milwaukee Panther Arena. So, again, MilwaukeeAdmirals.com for more information on that. Again, MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. Coming up on the show today, a very special guest. Haven't had him on in a while. Looking forward to talking to our guy, Paul Wagner. Wags, the uh, former Milwaukee Brewers pitcher. Uh, And now uh, an independent league baseball coach. Uh, And I really kind of want to dive in a little bit more with him, uh, like we kind of did with Tim Dillard a little bit. We got into the minor leagues yesterday with Tim Dillard on the big show, kind of what that lifestyle is like and that whole deal. Um, and obviously, Wags has been through the minor leagues. Wags has been obviously through the big leagues, um, and, and now in the independent circuit here locally, uh, doing this. Really want to kind of get his thoughts, uh, what that whole process is like. And on top of all of that, there was a piece in Baseball America. I think it was yesterday. It must have been yesterday that I saw it, and then reached out to Wags to get him on, talking about uh, the benefits. Um, or not, of going from high school straight to the pros as a pitcher versus going from college to the pros in the minor league system as a pitcher. They talked about uh, some of the other things that were were brought up as far as overusage of arms um, in high school and in college for some of these pitchers and then how that could be detrimental to them as they – you know, make their journey through the big leagues and so forth. So kind of want to get into all of that with Wags uh, coming up here in about uh, 12 minutes uh, or so. Before we do that, 
Now, I want to talk about this LeBron James thing. Now, we, we were Packer-focused um, and, and focused on the Packers pretty much the entire Wendy's Big Show, which obviously is understood uh, with OTAs going on and so forth. But this LeBron James stuff floating out there right now, and again, part of this is promoting his The Shop deal that he's got going on, Episode 5, I think it is. Or season five, episode four is coming up when there's a trailer out. And he is talking about this whole thing about wanting to play with with Golden State. And Draymond Green, and you know, he'd love to go back and forth with Draymond Green and love Steph Curry, calling him lethal. Um why would he do this? Like, what are you doing? Again, we don't know if this will actually happen or not. They just hired Darvin Ham to be their head coach for the Lakers. But you witnessed. You witnessed what happened when Durant did this exact same thing. Now, again, Durant, in the prime of his career, fine. LeBron still playing great. I think he's still probably top five player in the league. We just talked about that the other day. But Why? Like, is the reaction going to be any different if LeBron does it than when Durant did it? When Durant did it, it was, oh my God, like none of this counts. Like, no matter whatever happens, none of it counts. He's going to a team that won a championship already. Uh, They don't need him. And now he's going to go there and create even a, a better team. I don't care how many wins. It's not going to count. People slam Durant for making that decision. Pretty much saying this doesn't help legacy. They, they don't count. A lot of people said that. So now you're telling me LeBron James watched that whole thing play out publicly. Mind you, he's one of the guys that started this whole super team thing by putting together Wade and Bosh and trying to win as many as you can. Then going back to Cleveland, trying to put together another one. Then gets to LA, gets Anthony Davis, gets one in the bubble, and done jack nothing since as far as the team goes. And now you're going to go join them? Golden State, that's something? I think it would be a horrible, horrible move for LeBron James. I get it. I understand it, right? So in LeBron James' mind, I would assume part of this is, listen here, if I go there and I play with them, with, Ste- with Steph, with Clay, with Draymond, or let's say they, they let Draymond go and they replace him with LeBron. Huge upgrade, by the way. Let's say they do that. It's still Steph, Clay, and LeBron. They're not getting beat. There's no chance. So now we're going to add rings. So maybe the end game in all of this is at the end of my career, just kind of waiting for Bronny to show up in the NBA, go play with him. And in the meantime, Maybe I go play with Golden State. Maybe maybe that's where I go play and then win three, four rings. And then by that time, Bronny will be in the league a little while. Uh, and then I figure out, you know, go sign there on a one-year deal at the end of my career, go play with him once and right off into the sunset. But I can collect rings along the way and add that to my legacy and say, hey, look, Michael Jordan got these many rings and I got these many rings. And it's an easy way to where all the pressure isn't on you to win because all the pressure is on LeBron James. Every stop he's made since he's come into the league, it's all been on him. It was on him in Cleveland when he first got here, clearly. 
and did a hell of a job, got that team to a finals. Then puts together the super team, and while Wade was a star and Bosch was an all-star type player, not to love all those other two, all the pressure was on LeBron. One pressure on those other two guys to get this to work. If it didn't work, it was going to be LeBron's fault. That's how this was going to play. Then LeBron goes home to Cleveland because he said when he got there that it was all about winning a championship for Cleveland and that was going to get done. So he goes back to Cleveland with Kyrie. They win a championship. But again, when that happened, all the pressure was on him. There was no expectations on Kyrie or or how this all was going to play out. It was on LeBron to win the championship, not on Kyrie. Then you make your next move and you go to the Lakers. And this is how this is going to go. I'm going to go to the Lakers where Magic played, where Kobe played, where Jabbar played. And I'm going to put my name up in those lights in L.A. and win a championship for them. Unfortunately, he did it in front of absolutely nobody uh, in the bubble. Still counts. They get the job done. But since the bubble, not so pretty. Aging old basketball teams, which he mocked everybody at the beginning of last year, did LeBron James for saying how old they were and how it wasn't going to work. And he was, say, made some comment like, "I'm, I'm making a list, or I, you know, I, I'm keeping track of who's saying what." Or, you'll see. Uh, yeah, we we saw that we were all right is what we saw, and it didn't work out. So an opportunity to go play with Golden State, some pressure on him. But it's going to be about Steph and Clay and these other guys continuing to win with LeBron James. Just like when Durant was in Golden State, yeah, people were all you know about slamming Durant, but it wasn't all on Durant to win a championship. It was about Steph and Clay and Draymond and those guys getting that team over the hump again with Durant. And if LeBron goes to Golden State, I think it'll be kind of the same thing. But will he get the heat like Durant got? That's that's my question in all of this. Will people give him the same level of crap as KD got at the end of the day? Or will he be given credit for every ring he wins uh, in Golden State if he goes there? I hope not, though. I really do. I don't. Please don't go there. I beg you. Don't go to Golden State. Like, you can find somewhere else that if, if you want to go play somewhere else. But, but don't do that. Seriously. If Here's one for you. What if LeBron ended up in Brooklyn with Durant and those two guys play together uh, and Kyrie ended up with the Lakers with Anthony Davis. I think if you're the Lakers, Kyrie and Anthony Davis. Yeah. Okay. I think I'm all right with that. If I'm losing LeBron, I get Kyrie good. And if I'm Brooklyn, I get rid of Kyrie and all the issues that, that came along with that dude. And I get a guy in LeBron and Durant who have been one, two in the NBA for a hundred years to match them together uh, in the Eastern Conference to see what they can do. LeBron Durant is better, in my opinion, than Kyrie Harden Durant or Kyrie Durant or Harden Durant. Like That would be legitimately a huge problem in the East if those two ended up together. Like To me, if he wants to go play somewhere else that gives him a better chance to win, I think Brooklyn gives him a better chance to win than, say, the Lakers. But don't go hop on the Golden State thing and do the exact same thing Kevin Durant did. Please, for the love of God, do do not do that. All right, we're going to talk with Paul Wagner, uh, former Milwaukee Brewers pitcher, coming up next here on Sparky's Midday Madness.
Welcome in. It is Sparky's Midday Madness uh, here on 1250 AM. The Fancy Sparky Pfeiffer, AR, Adam Roberts, other side of the glass as we broadcast live from the Lakeland University studios. Of course, Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Joining us now, friend of mine, he is the former Milwaukee Brewers pitcher, Paul Wagner. Wags, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. Parky, it's been a long time. We've been texting about the boys, how they're playing travel ball and stuff, but it's it's good to talk to you again. Absolutely. Good to get you on the radio and talk. So since we've last talked, uh, you've uh, decided to hop back into baseball coaching uh, and coaching for uh, the Doc Hounds, Lake Country Doc Hounds. Uh, please do explain how you got back involved in this as a pitching coach or bullpen coach for them. So the Lake Country Dock Hounds, our, our main competitor is the Milwaukee Milkmen. Sure. We're involved in that American Association independent ball. And ever since Major League Baseball decided to remove minor league cities and minor league teams and, and save it on the economic side for these, you know, big league franchises, independent ball has kind of like picked up some steam. You know, in the old days, it might have been frowned upon maybe a Sunday, a Sunday league, a, you know, a guy's beer league or something like that. It's really taken off, um, good talent and stuff like that. So becoming involved with it, the Lake Country Dockhounds, located in Oconomowoc, we're right off of 94 and 67 by Harley and Paps Farms. Um, the ownership group, one, uh, a Tom Kelmick, who I've known for a long time, and Sonny Bando, who obviously his father was the GM when, when uh, I was with the Brewers. So the ownership group has always been a part of my life and a part of baseball, so I've known them, and when this opportunity arose, it was something that I really wanted to do and, and try to get back into it. Independent baseball is guys from all different levels, big league players, AAA guys, to guys right out of college. Your roster has to be put together with those different variables. You can't just load up on a, on a Milwaukee Brewer trip. Everybody gets released from the Nash, uh, Nashville Sounds, you know, that's the team, or, or a AAA team. You actually have to spread out your roster so there's competitiveness throughout the league. And it's just a it's just a great situation. I love it. And it's a great opportunity for these kids that either don't get drafted out of high school or college or have been to a certain level and have been released and are a non-affiliated ball player. We were talking, we had Tim Dillard in studio uh, on the Wendy's Big Show uh, yesterday for an hour. Um, and Gary Leroy are off. And he and I got to talking about uh, baseball and his coming up with his dad being a major leaguer uh, and then playing, you know, for quite a while in the minor leagues and the pay in the minor leagues and the lifestyle of the minor leagues and just how crazy that is. Obviously, you went through that whole deal. Uh, when he gets to this level where those guys have experienced minor league baseball um, and now you're going from that to independent league baseball, I guess kind of the comparisons – um, the differences between what they were doing at single A, double A, maybe some of them got all the way to triple A or whatever the case may be, uh, and now what they're going to experience with this league. So with Timmy, so Timmy had a good situation where all of a sudden he goes to the Milkmen. Fortunately for him and the Milwaukee organization, and, and again, I, I love baseball, so the Milwaukee Milkmen win the championship, and, and Timmy's part of it. So I've known him for many years for doing so that we've done some softball tournaments, some fundraisers. Um, we've done a lot of things together. So, and then obviously seeing him on the Brewer Network now on Fox or Bally's is, is, is something special too. But you got to remember that there are big leaguers. So Tim, Tim wasn't the only one. The Kansas City Monarchs came into town last weekend in the Lake Country, and they featured 
big Matt Adams, big left-handed hitter. Remember him from the St. Louis Cardinals, Pete Cosma, yep. the shortstop. There's guys with minor league or with major league experience. Uh, we have a starter named Alex McRae who's from around here, and Alex was uh, pitching in the big leagues for the Chicago White Sox last year. So it's really good. What I like about it so much, and you were asking it in comparison to minor league baseball, is minor league baseball you have time to develop. You're, you're part of an organization. Somebody technically owns you. You know they they do with what they want. They. Uh, progress you and move you along and teach you what they like as maybe an organizational policy where independent baseball, not saying it's your last opportunity, but it's one of the, the end opportunities where these guys come here. They're not looking to play for the Lake Country Dockhounds for, for two, three years. They're looking to come here, make their names, and get back to an affiliated baseball, work their way up and get to the big leagues. But see, that's just my thing, talking with Paul Wagner, of course, uh, pitching coach, bullpen coach. Uh, for the Lake Country uh, Doc Hounds, com. if you want to check out uh, their schedule and when they're playing next and that whole deal. But th- this is for, for me. So we, we talk about uh, the minor leagues and how the pay hasn't changed in a million years. Now they finally just got approved for housing uh, in the minor leagues for some of these guys. Uh, Cody Decker talking about sleeping in his car. Uh, and Tim Dillard talking about, I think, most minor leaguers at some point have probably slept in their car uh, along that way. When you get up to this point here, uh, and you're at this level independent ball trying to get back, you're not doing this to get paid. You're doing this because you love playing the game of baseball, and that's the number one priority. Absolutely, absolutely. Obviously, you have dreams and aspirations of getting to the big leagues. You you want to put on a Milwaukee Brewer uniform. You want to do that, but you're right. The pay is small. It ranges anywhere from, I believe it goes from $1,200 to $2,500 a month. Um, a month. That's not a week. Uh, you said a month. A month. <laughs> a month. And I'm, tell, I'm telling you what, and some players can get housing but we have host families, and we right. had this in the minor leagues when I was coming up, where a family will take you in, and then obviously it burdens your costs, you know, for for housing and living expenses. So they're living with families in the Delafield, the Waukesha area, the Oconomowoc area, and you know, living in their basement per se, for a simpler way to say it. And and they're doing it for the love of the game. They're playing baseball so that someday, somehow. They can perform, somebody will see them, and they can put on an affiliated uniform again, go to double-A AA or triple-A, and eventually get to the big leagues. So, Wags, when you when you are doing this and you get recruited and, okay, you're, you've decided you're going to go back and, and do this coaching, you're joined by another former Brewer as well as a bench and hitting coach in Dave Nielsen. Absolutely, and, and it's uh, it's kind of exciting. You know, I haven't seen Nilly since the late 90s, and – and I was in, when I was in Milwaukee in 97 and 98, we all know it didn't go too well for me, but then Nilly as well. But then Nilly comes back in 99, and I believe he was an all-star for the Brewers. So bringing Dave back here and, and having my connection with, with the, the state of Wisconsin, it's kind of brought a little bit of a, a different enthusiasm where we're having all the baseball card guys are back around, um, talking about old Brewer baseball, old Brewer logos, the Phil Garner years, Kel Eldred, names that we haven't heard in so long, you know, and it's it's kind of neat. But Dave Nielsen having, uh, you know, some some sense of resemblance here in, in in Wisconsin. He lived in he lived down in Muskego. He lived in New Berlin. He lived out in Cedarburg and Mequon. So he's familiar with the state as well. And and obviously the fans, the older fans, 
are definitely familiar with Dave Nielsen as I think he, he was a draft pick or an undrafted free agent by the Brewers and, and spent about eight or nine years in, in a Milwaukee Brewer uniform. I was shocked to see that. I mean, I, I wasn't shocked as much by you because I know you've been wanting to get back in and coach this at some point here. Nielsen I was surprised by because he was, I don't know if he still is, but he was so involved in Australian baseball when his career was over. He was kind of like... Uh, the the centerpiece of kind of getting that thing going in the right direction, similar to kind of like how Bogut's been trying to do over in Australia as well, I guess, to a certain degree. Um, so was he living over in Australia and they convinced him to come back to the States? Yes, absolutely. And and he has. He's had a large influence in Australian baseball, um, World Baseball Classic coming back. He He's heavily involved in there. And to the extent I haven't dug deep into it, does he own the league? Did he purchase the league? But I do know he's heavily invested both financially and, you know, and emotionally. He really loves that. Graham Lloyd is over there. Oh, yeah. Remember Graham Lloyd. I don't yep. He's not part of the ownership group, but he'll, he'll be part of the pitching, whether it's in Melbourne or I'm not sure exactly where he is. But, yeah, very, very influential. But his connection to our manager, Jim Bennett, is huge. So Jim Bennett goes over to Australia and had met him over the years. He was a minor league instructor for the California Angels. And that's how their their relationship started. And now Jim Bennett is bringing Dave Nielsen back to the states, where he can he can get back into it in a little bit and just see various various different situations. That's good stuff. Again, DocHounds.com if you want to check out uh, what they have coming up. But again, a, a relatively short drive from Milwaukee to go out there and check out some uh, pretty cool independent league baseball. I, I want to get your thoughts on a Baseball America uh, article, Wags. Uh, talking about and kind of going back and forth about you know taking that that opportunity to go from high school uh, and get drafted uh, and you know and I, again I'm not talking about first round money where it's it's a no brainer right I, I'm talking about a little bit later in the draft these kids that are going later in the draft that don't want to go to college would rather just go to the minor leagues uh, and be a part of it there and and have their development there versus the kids that decide to go to college. Uh, and pitch in college for those, you know, two, three years or whatever the case may be before you're eligible to be drafted again uh, in Major League Baseball and the innings and so forth that goes along with it. Do you think there is uh, a better way one over the other as far as your development as a player? So now the Milwaukee Brewers, David Stearns, when Matty Arnold was here, their whole philosophy is analytic and data-driven injuries take place after X amount of pitches and stuff like that. And, and I'm not saying numbers lie. They don't. We all know numbers don't lie. But for me personally, I believe that if, you, if you're a high school draft pick, I, I think it's more of a choice of what you want to do, where do you stand with your family, where you're academically, where, what you want to pursue as a position player. As a pitcher, I believe a pitcher should, should go to college. I, I believe those innings, the travel, necessarily the maturity level, I think pitching, you definitely need to go to the college level and the collegiate level. I think there's more development there. In an organization, Major League Baseball, if you're a number one pick, absolutely, you're going to get many opportunities. If you're a lower round pick and you're a young, immature player, but yeah, you can develop at some time, an organization can only hold on to you for so long. You know, they, they have to fund you money. Base teams are being eliminated. Cities are being eliminated. I, I truly believe that pitchers at this level need to go to college, whether it's two or three years, do your collegiate due diligence there, learn how to pitch, learn some things from somebody other than your high school coach who, 
most likely did not play in the big leagues or most likely didn't play professional baseball. Go learn from some people. Learn some, some idiosyncrasies that pitching and technique teaches you. Then you can develop, and then you can go. As a position player, I think you need certain amount of at-bats. I do agree with that old cliche where, hey, a minor league guy needs 750 to 1,000 at-bats before he's ready for the big leagues. I think there's some truth to that. But again, going from a pitching situation, I think my pitchers, I prefer pitchers to go to college, at least some experience outside the high school realm. Wags, what about from a maturity level standpoint, even if you put hitters into this with pitchers and you just say high school or college, isn't there a a huge learning curve if you're coming from high school into a situation where you have guys, you know, in in rookie ball and A ball that are probably around your age and so forth, but the style of living and what you have to go through day to day versus what you've been going through in high school uh, has to be dramatically different than, say, if you're coming from college, where it's probably still a learning curve, but maybe not as much of a shock. Yeah, and and I look at it not necessarily. Let's just let's just remove the baseball aspect from the whole equation. Now you're living alone, you're living at home, you've either got a host family, you're making minimal money, um, you're meeting new people, you're learning new languages, you've you got a guy from Wisconsin, let's just use our area. Now he's played in maybe, since we moved to spring baseball, a lot of games got rained out, a lot of games got snowed out, a lot of games were just, were just hammered. So now you go to a situation where these kids have played maybe three times more games than you out of Texas, California, or Florida. Talent is not necessarily a big issue for me. It's repetitions. These guys got more reps than you. Now all of a sudden you're coming to a situation where you were, let's just say, that whole big fish in a little pond, and now you're thrown in with guys throughout the world, and you're like, whoa, I think it's mind-blowing. It's a little intimidating. And if you're not necessarily mentally strong, it can affect you, and it can affect you in the worst way where you don't perform on the field and you go home at night. I've seen so many young kids who go down there, even when they go somewhere, whether they're a professional or in the collegiate level, out of state, crying on the phone, missing family. And I'm not questioning their manhood. It's just the way you're brought up. You miss family. You miss friends. You miss comfort. You miss that. If you're strong-hearted and willed, you can make it work. But that's the big growing curve that a lot of kids need to go because all of a sudden you go down there as an 18-year-old kid and you're the big fish, and all of a sudden, two and a half, three years later, you're coming back at 21 years old. What happened? I don't even know. And I it's just, over. You weren't ready for it. Right. It's over. Yeah, and it's over. And you could be a third-round pick, second-round pick, fourth-round pick. If and when they determine it's over, it's over. And you may have had some money from signing or whatever, but uh, it, when it's time to move on, it's time to move on. I got one last one for you, Paul Wagner. Uh, on the big show yep. today, talking with Gary and Leroy, uh, I read a quote from Jason Tatum, who talked about being a Lakers fan growing up, being a huge Kobe Bryant fan growing up, uh, them having the second pick so close, and the Lakers never showed any interest in him in that draft and never got taken by the Lakers. And I brought it up to Gary and Leroy. And Leroy laughs and is still kind of a little bit bitter about the fact that Cowboys never even sent a scout to work him out or anything, and he grew up a huge Cowboys fan, uh, and he didn't get even a a whisper from anybody in the Cowboys organization about possibly wanting to draft him. Obviously, he gets drafted by the Packers. You obviously, being a Milwaukee guy, I'm assuming we're a diehard Brewers guy and then don't get drafted by the Brewers. What was that process like for you? Were you wanting to play for the Brewers? How much interest was there from the Brewers? (laughs) Hey, I was pissed. 
I was pissed. I was pissed off at the Milwaukee Brewers and the Wisconsin Badgers. Remember, I'm very, very old. Wisconsin <laughs> Badgers still had a they still had, they still had a baseball team. That was before the they Title IX thing, team. right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. And uh, I really wanted to play. I really wanted to play at Madison. I wanted to go to Wisconsin. And I told them I'm getting recruited by so many other schools, or not so many, but other interests. And I could not get them to even sniff around me. So, yeah, it's. Uh, I grew up here. I, I I was a Brewer Pepsi fan club member. I remember getting, oh heck, I remember grabbing my mailbox and getting my different color coded tickets and my free Milwaukee Brewer lunchbox. Yeah, excited to go sit at County Stadium and watch the pitchers warm up in the bullpen and sit in right field. Yeah, I was mad, and that's a that's a true feeling because again, like we went back to just about five minutes ago, you're real people. You're real people. You have you have feelings and you have attitudes and you have this. So regardless of where you look at it, it's things you have to overcome. And unfortunately, some kids just can't overcome it. Life works in mysterious ways. You got to go hang out with Leland and that whole crazy crew of the Pirates, man. That 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 That's some crazy stuff that you'll have stories of for the rest of your life. And then eventually ended up working your way into a Brewers uniform anyhow. And me, we have talked about it many times. I said, me, you, and Timmy, I'm like, Tim Allen, I go, heck, I may have some issues later, but, you know, playing for Jim Leland, that's secondhand smoke. When he, when he's smoking all those lung darts, <laughs> I got secondhand smoke in the show. <laughs> uh, he is Paul Wagner, again, bullpen coach, pitching coach over there uh, for the Dockhounds, Lake Country Dockhounds. You can check out their website, dockhounds.com. Wags, thanks so much for coming on, man. appreciate it. Absolutely, Spark. Be good. You absolutely take care. There he is. Paul Wagner in the Great Midwest Bank Hotline of applying for home renovation loan as you're feeling anxious. Well, breathe. Yeah. Let Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of tranquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sparky's Midday Madness presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Check out their garage sale coming up on June 28th and June 29th at Milwaukee Panther Arena. 
Go to MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. Use uh, game equipment. Use jerseys. Uh, all on sale, plus merchandise uh, discounted prices. So, again, MilwaukeeAdmirals.com. Don't forget, Heat Check Live with Trista Crick comes up here uh, at 4 o'clock. She's live today and tomorrow. It's down to Boston and Golden State in the NBA Finals. Don't miss all the latest storylines, drama, and hot takes. Trista Crick uh, is live today at 4 to break down the finals as only she can. You won't want to miss Trista's takes on all things Warriors and Celtics live again this afternoon at 4 o'clock. And the only way to listen is on your Odyssey app. So, again, all you have to do is go to your Odyssey app and uh, you will be all set to go uh, to uh, listen to Trista Crick. And, of course, if you recognize the name, you're like, Trista Crick, I've heard that before. Yeah, she is the co-host with uh, our guy, uh, Ryan Horvat on BetMGM tonight, and uh, that's where you always hear of it. So that's if, if you're trying to figure out where you heard the name from, that's where you heard the name from. Okay, so Kyle Brandt uh, uh, from Good Morning Football, uh, the morning show on the NFL Network, and Peter Schrager, uh, those guys uh, had a conversation about this Packers offense, no Devontae Adams, and so forth uh, earlier today, and this is how it went. On behalf of a lot of fans and a lot of the media who are sitting here saying, well, Devontae is gone. So, you know, Aaron Rodgers is going to turn into some sort of uh, dink and dunker and, uh, you know, put up 20 points a game. This is the best quarterback in the league. No, and I appreciate a last dance reference. I love the Jordan Pippen stuff. The difference is, is that you say, well, can Jordan have gotten back to the finals if Pippen left? This Jordan, this Rodgers... Won a ring before that Pippen showed up. He won MVPs before Devontae Adams was there. Let's stop pretending that Aaron Rodgers is some sort of creation of Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams was a, a tourist for a, for a while in the Aaron Rodgers experience. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is not because of Devontae. Maybe Devontae's because of Aaron Rodgers. You, you think Devontae's just going to pick right up with Derek Carr this year? We'll find out. So I'm even going to say, like, don't be surprised if, in fact, I hate the phrase, don't be surprised. I think be Aaron Rodgers will be in the like MVP it. conversation this year. No, I'm doubling back. I think Aaron Rodgers will be in the MVP conversation this year. And you're, what are you talking about? You're crazy. I don't think so. I think he is that talented and that smart, and he will figure it out. And it'll be Aaron Jones, and it'll be Tanya, and it'll be these rookie guys, and it'll be Lazar. It'll be a ensemble cast as opposed to the leading man, number 17. I just think LaFleur is too capable and Rodgers is too damn good. Back-to-back MVPs, and it's going to be looked at as a joke that I'm saying he's going to be even in the mix. Peter, break this down right now. If you think the media or the public at large were to rank their top five uh, likely MVP candidates here, and you got your Mahomes and your Allen, does Rodgers even have a spot on that list? Because he has a spot on mine. Yeah, that's a great point. I think he actually his his he's a two-time reigning MVP, and I think his value might be yeah. even greater this year without Devontae Adams. If they go out there and they go thirteen and four or fourteen and three, and they're number one offense in the league, you better believe Rodgers is going to be hoisting that trophy again at NFL Honors. And I think the fact that he's there and the fact that he's present and he's not under a waterfall out in Hawaii with Miles Teller this offseason, I think it goes a long way. <laughs> Peter, you're right. You know what he's doing? He's throwing passes to Romeo Dubs. And he's throwing passes to, to Lazard. And he's, he's going to work. They'll be ready. They're always ready. I'm not saying they're going to go 17-0 and he's going to be MVP. Just be careful doubting him. 
This is interesting stuff here uh, from Brandon Schrager. It really is because these are two national guys. Now, we know Schrager is a McVeigh guy. They do podcasts together. They hang out together. So we know where Schrager uh, lies. I, I'm not quite sure Brandt uh, necessarily is uh, in anybody's camp one way or the other. If he is, I'm not aware of who he's with. But for, for them both to kind of point out that people are sleeping on this Packers offense. People are sleeping uh, on Aaron Rodgers and just how good he is. You may want to be careful of doing such a thing. I think we talk about pressure going into this season. There's pressure on Aaron Rodgers, y'all. There is. Because everybody nationally, like these guys, are looking at this offense and going, dude, it's a multiple MVP. He's played and, played and went and won a Super Bowl. He's been, from a quarterback rating standpoint or whatever else, one of the best of all time. They're expecting him and this offense to be just as good as ever, regardless if Devontae Adams is on this team or not. There is going to be some pressure at this point on him. And you better believe he is well, well aware of the fact that all eyes are on him in week one with Sammy Watkins and Lazard and Randall Cobb as his three main guys and then Aaron Jones splitting out. Those are your four. And then hopefully, cross your fingers, Christian Watson can be in the good grace of 12 and find his way on the field to try and help out as well. Or Dobbs can find his way on the field, whatever the case may be. But that is really what this is all about. I hadn't really thought about it until I heard Brandt and Schrager talking about it. And now you start to think of, man, these dudes that are on national TV are expecting Rodgers to be the same guy, this offense to be the same without Devontae Adams. And then you hear Rodgers talking about the wide receiver room, and he starts talking about, oh, I, I like production over potential. Let's temper expectations. And starts talking like that, trying to get everybody calmed down a little bit as far as what these rookies are going to be one way or the other. And then he talks about, uh, in that presser yesterday, about his three vets. And we're going to, these three guys, I'm comfortable. Let's go. And then whatever the rookies do, kind of, kind of just pushing it to the background. And, and then you see the play by play by the Packer beat writers on Twitter. And Rogers throwing the ball to Christian Watson now. I mean, there is no doubt. Jordan Love's throwing the ball to Christian Watson. So Watson is out there and getting plenty of opportunities uh, to work with both quarterbacks uh, and kind of learn as quickly as possible what this offense is supposed to be, where he's supposed to be, and what it's expected of him. How much improvement will he make between the time Rodgers leaves after this one? Because he's not coming back for the next one. He already said that. So from the time he leaves this OTA to the time 12 sees him at training camp, how much better will he and the other rookie receivers be as far as knowing the offense, knowing where they're supposed to be, working on things that the coaches want them to work on, uh, and, and making that next step. How hard will they work? Don't know. We'll find out. Coming up next, Rami Makloff is already in the studio. We'll talk to him about what's coming up on the Rami Show today. Next on Sparky's Midday Madness, presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fan presented to you by the Milwaukee Admirals here on a Wednesday. Thanks again to earlier on in the big show. We had our guy Marcus Eversall on. WDUZ, the fan. He was at the Packer OTAs yesterday. I think he's 
there today as well. I didn't look at his Twitter account to see if he was there today or not, but uh, uh, thanks for him for coming on, talking about the OTAs yesterday. Uh, thanks to Paul Wagner for joining us uh, here on Sparky's Midday Madness uh, earlier in the show. Fun uh, catching up with him, uh, the former, of course, Milwaukee Brewers pitcher. Uh, and now we get to catch up with Rami Makhlouf, uh, who is in studio, what ready a, to tell what us a about treat for you, his right? exciting show coming what up at 3 o'clock. What a treat for Sparky. He gets to catch up with Rami Makhlouf. Yeah, I, I, I listened to your little Bart segment yesterday. I, My little Bart segment? Th- th- this is the what thing. What is with you, dude? I, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to you know, just for, try for, and tell forget, you this. Forget that you're a... a my friend, I uh, think. Yeah, that's and why I'm honest with you. Be Bart's friend, I think. Yeah, right. Sure. Yeah. See a fellow co-host. Forget all that. Yeah. Forget all that. You're like you're our boss, kind of. I know, you know what you, I mean. It doesn't matter to you. If you're gonna give it, <laughs> it doesn't matter. I tell you stuff all the time. You just ignore me and do what you want to do. So it doesn't really matter. So from that perspective, it doesn't really if you're matter. You're gonna give us feedback. I mean, Mitch is our real boss. I'm the second boss. So y'all, until Mitch says something, it's like, yeah, whatever. If, if you're gonna give us on. feedback, let it be constructive so, and don't do it on the air. I'm gonna do. You know what I mean? And good. don't be condescending about it. Yeah. Okay. I won't be condescending. Bart was 100% right yesterday. Well, about what? Uh, about how you missed out not really working in small town radio. You you, you really... Oh, boy, here we I go. I got an eye roll from him immediately. Immediately an eye roll. <laughs> like, oh, Lord, here we go. I did work in small he, town radio. Racine's not small That's town. That's small town? Not like Bart what was working. What do you working. mean? No, no, no. Oh, like, you got to work in Fondy? No, not even you gotta that. You got to work where they like, have the, the, the livestock auction no, on no, the No, no, but where... But what he, his point is uh-huh. to where there's like high school sports, for instance. I work high station, school sports. Our station in Wausau, Me too. Our, our affiliate uh, for uh, the Big Show Radio Network, they do high school baseball on the radio. They do high school football or high school football, high school basketball, high school softball. They might do a soccer as well. If I'm not quite sure on that one. But I heard Bart talking yesterday and then he did. What was the other random thing that he, a livestock sale? Right? Yeah. But we used to do, Tim Allen used to do a thing in Kenosha, and I don't remember what the name of it was called, but it was almost like a garage sale on the radio where you'd call <laughs> up and you'd sell something on the radio, and then you'd tell people how to get a hold of you to go buy whatever Tradio. it is. Tradio. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That the was a regular, thing down in Kenosha back in the day. target of... Uh... Prank callers on the Howard Stern channel. Probably. That's probably true. But, I mean, back then in Kenosha, uh, most of our audience was old. So, I mean, we had everybody calling up, trying to do stuff. And yeah. Racine. Who was your play-by-play guy? John Weiser, remember? Weiser our was guy, there at yeah. that point. Yeah. God, you are that much younger than me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Weiser was my guy in Kenosha. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he ended up going to, to Racine, to RJN. Yeah. All right. Good so stuff. I did it. Yeah, you kind of did, did the it. small market thing. You kind of did. But Bart is right. You learn a lot. Uh, you go through a lot when you're in kind of a smaller town like that. Uh, yes, AR. So uh, before we get into what's coming up on your show today, mm-hmm. Rami, I had uh, something I wanted to bring to your attention. Oh. So okay. a little while ago, you and your producer, Sam, yeah. got into it a little bit, and as you are wont to do from mm-hmm. time to time. Mm-hmm. This is not about the naming of the earth, by the way. Mm-hmm. This is sports related. Right. That was dumb yesterday. You were right about that. <laughs> two days ago, but yeah. Whatever. So yeah. you two got into an argument about foul balls, Uh huh. and you said that if you catch a foul ball, that's your ball. Can I just interject for one second? So Real that, quick. Last night, I went to the Brewers game. And Going we tonight. Sitting, we were sitting 400 section right behind home plate. And then, you know, it got later in the game. Ushers get a little loose and lax. So we moved down. We sat in the 100 section. Right after we sat down in the 100 section, two foul balls in the same at-bat go straight back to the section where we were sitting. 
God and there is were, great. There weren't very many people right. around. I probably could have had one of those. There weren't very many people around us up there. God is great. <laughs> Sorry. Those Adam. those people in that section don't realize God is great, but God is great. He waited until Ronnie moved to allow them, <laughs> people who were going to get the ball, and possibly with kids, to get the ball versus the ball hog, Ronnie. Go ahead, Adam. Yes, they are. All right. So with that in mind, I wanted to share a clip with you. This comes to us from AT&T Sportsnet in Pittsburgh. Uh-oh. This is during a Pirates game. Mm-hmm. And I want you to listen very closely to what is going on in the crowd, okay. and then we'll see what the explanation is. Here All we right. go. Last night, seven innings, three runs, got the win. It was a battle. Booing. Cheering. All right. Hey, like somebody, uh, some fan didn't look like he was going to give it up, finally did. And he's guilted into this. Guilted into it. Guilt tripped into giving up a foul ball. See that a lot. Shame on those. See people. that a lot at baseball games if you go to it enough. But 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 again, they don't realize they're dealing with the big selfish See, with Rami's. You're not gonna you're not gonna cancel, boo, cancel culture, man. Boo Rami cancel and think culture. you're gonna convince Rami yeah. otherwise. Rami's gonna stand up, show you the ball, smile yeah, and I'll sit just, back I'll down. Just with play him. the heel. Yeah. I'll give you a Ric Flair woo and yeah. sit down. Right. <laughs> yep. That's exactly what he would do. No question in my mind. All right, what's coming up on your show? Coming up on the show today, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Like I said, I was in the building last night. Sam Schmitz was in the building last night. Legitimately shocking turn of events in the ninth inning. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. Also, no, it's, it was human. He's human. I know, but That's still. That's what happened. He's not a robot. He's a human being. But still, we'll get to it. We'll talk yeah. about it a little bit. And, th- and, then, and then we're going to transition into a little more Brewers talk. And you and I talked about this a little bit. Can they be true World Series contenders without that dude, as I like to say on my show, no. in the middle of the lineup? No. No? You don't think so? Nope. All right. So either Yelich has to figure it out, Adamas has to get going, somebody's got to do something that's not doing anything right now in order to change my mind. You, you're not winning a World Series with this offense right now. So no. we'll get into that discussion. We'll also talk, we have to talk about the Deshaun Watson thing. I haven't for two days. because We just, haven't talked about it at all. I know. I Yeah, but man, it's not even about Deshaun Watson. And I'll get into that coming up a little later in the 3 o'clock hour. 4 o'clock, and you get into kind of what you were just talking about with Aaron Rodgers and the receivers. Who's the pressure on for this offense to, to produce? Is it Aaron Rodgers or yeah. is it the receivers? 12. You think it's number 12? It's all 12. Sounds like he's putting it on the wide receivers. <laughs> <laughs> Rami's next. Have a good one. Toodles! I wasn't done yet. Oh, uh, you got more? Draft Mockery 445, uh, Andy Herman from the Pack-A-Day podcast, 5 o'clock. Oh, he. Mm. You, you been following him on Twitter today? Uh, I think I saw a couple of things yeah, early he, this morning. Yeah, just, just go, okay, Andy, I'm going to say a name, and then I'm just going to shut up. Jordan Love. Just let him go. Okay, I'll do that. that that'll be good, yeah. Jordan I'll Love. I'll do that. Go. So that's what's coming up on the show today. I know you got you to gotta, you gotta scoot, so go, I'm ahead, not, go ahead and scoot. I'm not there to watch it, but it doesn't feel like Jordan Love has gotten any better. And that is very, very... I mean, how do you know? We don't know. Dude, he... Nobody knows. Well, let's see what Eddie Hervitz says. Maybe ask him that question. Has Jordan Love gotten any better from last year and see what he says? No, I'm just going to play the word association yeah. game with him, like you said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I say Jordan Love, you say You what? say, yeah. Hopefully he doesn't laugh. Uh, all right, enjoy the rest of your day. Toby Altizer in for me tomorrow and Friday. Have a good one. Toodles! This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.